Well, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's great to see each of you uh, here tonight. Uh, you, you braved this unbelievably horrible weather. <laughs> I can't believe you made it. So uh, the air conditioning is on in here. I don't know if there's a you over here. You can feel it. I said, this is crazy. This is Christmas Eve. But, uh, but hasn't tonight already been wonderful just to be able to sit back and hear, hear the story of, of that first Christmas uh, straight from the scriptures? Um, you know, I, I'm glad that you've chosen to be with us and experience and, and welcome the birth of Christ with us this day. A special welcome to those of you who are newer or visiting. Maybe this is your first time uh, at a, a worship service at Troy United Methodist Church. We're so glad that you're here. Uh, my name's Andy. I'm a privileged to be the senior pastor uh, here and, and so glad that you have joined us. And I hope that you experience the love and the peace of Christ in, in, a, in a meaningful way tonight. Um, you, do you, does anybody uh, remember last year, uh, Christmas Eve, we had a, a, a movie theme? Do, does anybody remember what the movie was last year for Christmas Eve? It's a Wonderful Life. That's right. Uh, and I really wanted to do another movie theme this year. Uh, you know, I, I got shot down. Said, no, no, you did it, you, you did it before. I uh, can't do that again. And I really wanted to do another movie theme because I've just been dying to talk with anybody who's seen the most recent Star Wars movie. You know, I just want, just want to talk about that with anybody who will, but no, no movie theme this year. However, I thought we could maybe uh, break the ice this evening with a little elf humor. Uh, and I'm not talking about Elf, uh, like the movie Elf, although that, that's some good humor. Uh, uh, and I'm not making a Middle Earth Hobbit joke. Uh, no, I've, I've had some fun lately on uh, just social media. They've, they, they've had these different, um, uh, what, what do you call it, like little formulas for discovering your Elf name. Has anybody seen these and you, you have fun with these? Uh, there, there are several different ones floating around now. In fact, some of them are... I, I don't know, a little safer than others. Um, I, I, one, one of mine, my name was, was Pinky Showstopper. I thought, oh, no, we're not doing that one tonight. Uh, but how about this? Uh, how about uh, take a look at this formula. Uh, you, the, your first part of your elf name uh, is based on the first letter of your first name. So uh, uh, check that out. Find, find what yours is. You got it? You got yours? Okay, now I'm going to move to this next slide. This is the second part of your name. You got your first part. Here's the second part. It's the birth month, your birth month. So fi figure it out. Now, once you've figured out your elf name, why don't you uh, turn to somebody around you and introduce yourself with your elf name tonight. Of course, of course, we're not here to play elf games or anything like that. We're here to celebrate Jesus' birthday. Did anybody figure, does anybody have a December birthday and your first name starts with J? Yes. So shout, shout it out. Shout out what, what your name is. The, 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 the J birthday in December. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's uh, Puddin' Pointy Toes. Puddin' pointy toes. That's, Je that's Jesus. So if you, if you were a J in December, that's Jesus' elf name. But we're here to celebrate Puddin' pointy toes' birth. Uh, very nice. Uh, 
Anyway, uh, you, you, you just heard Bonnie, uh, otherwise known as Nipper Angel Pants. Uh, I'm done. I won't do that anymore. Uh, anyway, Bonnie, Bonnie just finished reading uh, the scripture passage from John chapter 1. It's not a traditional Christmas story reading, but, but rather it gets to the heart of the miracle of Christmas. It, you all know what a miracle is, right? Uh, I defined a miracle earlier this month in our worship services this way. I said a miracle is an extraordinary event manifesting divine intervention in human affairs. Uh, a miracle, in short, is when God shows up in our mess. And I don't know about you, but when I look around what's happening in the world and I see senseless tragedy after senseless tragedy and divisiveness that just... Uh, is uh, across our nation and our world, uh, I think just about everyone sees that these days we would agree that we really are in a heap of a mess. And we desperately need God to show up. Well, the passage uh, that, that Bonnie read was, was uh, the story of God entering into our mess. John chapter 1, verse 14, the word became flesh and made his home among us. Tonight's message really is a simple one. The miracle of Christmas is that God became flesh. Jesus, the, the word of life, left the, the glory of heaven to enter into our mess, to make his home among us. That is the miracle of Christmas. The, the miracle of Christmas is that the, the, the word, the word by which everything came into being, the, the word by which uh, he gave life to everything and everyone, the word Jesus, who truly is the light of the world, made his dwelling among us. He stepped uh, into our darkness, the darkness of our world and the darkness of our lives. And, and here's what makes that really good news. Jesus, the light of the world, stepped into our darkness, um, and despite how messy and dark our darkness is, our darkness can't extinguish him. Friends, that is a miracle not to make light of because our darkness, it's thick, isn't it? I mean, every day around the world, 16,000 people die simply from malnutrition. Every day. Every 60 seconds, someone in, uh, who lives on the continent of Africa will die from malaria, a, a completely preventable disease. In, in the United States of America, there, there are more people in jail, percentage-wise, than the whole rest of the Western world combined. Uh, just in our own county, uh, Madison County, uh, for those of you who aren't from our county, uh, in, in Madison County, 14% of our population lives below the poverty level. Uh, countless kids in our community, in our, uh, in our region, in our world, uh, grow up without a mom or a dad. The darkness is thick. War is rampant. Just in 2019 alone, uh, over 40,000 people died in Afghanistan. Over 20,000 deaths in the Yemeni conflict in the Middle East. Over 10,000 deaths in the Syrian civil war. Our darkness is thick. And just in the last month, uh, our country endured what is being dubbed the Jersey City shootings. 
leaving three people and a detective who they think it was kind of connected to the same shootings, left them dead. Uh, a mass shooting also took place at a naval air station in Florida, leaving four people killed and, and another eight seriously wounded. And, and the sure symptom of the depth of our darkness is that these things are happening multiple times every week. And, and some of what I just said, you weren't even aware of it. It's like, well, did that happen? We're, we're becoming numb to it. We just don't even see it anymore. It doesn't register on our radars. It's a sure symptom of the depth of our darkness. Our, it's thick, friends. You know, when considering how thick the darkness in the world is, many have questioned, you may have found yourself questioning whether the light really does shine in the darkness. And if it does, then, then why doesn't Jesus just drive out all the darkness? I mean, why, why wouldn't, it, wouldn't it have been better if Jesus came to earth as a little baby and, and made everything right in this world? Wouldn't it have been better if, if he put an end to evil altogether? Wouldn't it have been better if he would have just gotten rid of the mess? But you see, the mess isn't just out there. It's in here, too. The darkness is thick in our own hearts, our own lives. Broken relationships, financial bondage, apathy, self-centeredness, joylessness, unloving marriages, divorce, mental illness, anger, addiction, guilt, loneliness, depression, suicide, the darkness inside. It is thick. It's thick. It is thicker than we lead on in polite company, isn't it? The reason Jesus didn't come and do away with all the evil in the world is that the evil, the, the darkness, it's not just out there. It's in here, too. And in doing away with the evil, he would have been, been doing away with us. Instead, the miracle is that the word became flesh and made his home among us. And what came into being through the word was life. And the life that, that was the light for all people. The light shines into the darkness and the darkness doesn't extinguish that light. You know, the life that Jesus brings isn't just air for our lungs. It's, it, it, the life that Jesus brings is eternal life. The, the, the life that comes here and now and lasts forever when we receive the gift of his grace that he offers. That's true life. Uh, life that we were created for. It reminds me of, a, of another movie. See, I'm getting this in. Uh, another, uh, another movie clip, uh, a, a great quote from one of my all-time favorite kind of guy movie classics, uh, Braveheart. You, you remember the quote? Uh, every man dies, but not every man truly lives. And the message of the scriptures of the Bible is that, that real life, true life is found in Jesus. It's the life that makes us right with God through the forgiveness and grace that's made, made possible through what Jesus has done for us on the cross. And, and yes, you, you heard me right. What, what happened at Easter, Jesus' death on the cross, his resurrection from the grave, that, that proves that what we're celebrating now around Christmas, that it's for real, that it's really worth celebrating, and that life through Jesus is the light for everyone. That's the miracle of Christmas, that God came to be with us 
and all of our mess and to offer us true life. You know, throughout December, our church has been focusing on this miracle of Christmas, but even more importantly, on the implications for our lives. And there have really been two main implications of, of Christ entering into our mess. And, and the first is that the miracle of Christmas means that, that Jesus' light shines into the darkness of our hearts. And in the last couple of weeks here, we've uh, kind of described that as, as God's relentless pursuit of you. Not to catch you and punish you, but to shower you with his love and his grace. God loves you. Jesus' birth and what his life and his death were all about proves his great love for you. And when you receive his grace, the love that he has for you into your life in the middle of your chaos, that, that changes things. That, that transforms from the inside. God brings healing and forgiveness and new, a new start. He removes the guilt and, and replaces it with joy. Not, not just once, but an enduring joy. He brings it for eternity. The light of Christ came to earth to shine into the darkness of your heart. I'm sure this is the case regularly, all, all the time, but, but I've felt it more particularly in the last few months uh, around our congregation here. I've been aware that many of you have been going through extremely difficult times. And as I've had conversation with you, the one thing that, that comes back to me in repeated ways is, is what it is that's keeping you going is, is just clinging to Jesus. Just trusting that, that no matter what happens, that God will be with you. And I just have to say, uh, you inspire me for clinging to Jesus in the midst of your mess. You know, the presence of God is real, friends. And, and it doesn't take long chatting with people in, in this congregation, and I'm sure many others too. When, when you start to get real, you know, kind of get below the surface, it doesn't take long in those conversations to find that, that someone has been going through a difficult time, but how God has showed up in their mess, and how even in those painful times that God is still pursuing, that God is still knocking on the door, that God is still there. See, God is good he is real, and he came to earth to shine his light in the darkness of your heart, to release you from the bondage of your past, to, to give you joy for the present and hope for your future. That the Christ child was born for you. But what about the world, you might wonder? What about the darkness of our world? What did Jesus do about that? If the miracle of Christmas is that Jesus' light shines into our darkness and, and that God now dwells with us, then why? Why is there so much darkness in our world? Well, here's the hard truth. See, Jesus has given the task of shining his light to the church. To those of us who have received his light. We, we are to be 
his ambassadors in this world, to live as he did and to, and to be radical grace givers. That, that's really the second implication of the miracle of Christmas. And Jesus came to set us free so we can shout about his goodness and his grace from the mountaintops. We're his hands and feet. Deliverers of the miracle of Christmas. Jesus has entrusted us, us with that mission. And slowly but surely, even if it's just one life at a time, you and I can be the light that shines in the darkness. We can be givers of hope and joy and grace. We can be the miracle of Christ in our world, in our world that so desperately needs it. And Troy UMC, uh, you've been all about that. And, and our world is a brighter place because of it, particularly this month. You have gone over the top this month. Uh, you came together and adopted all of the, all of the children uh, off of the angel trees that we had for the Leslie Bates Davis Neighborhood House in East St. Louis, as well as for the Liberty Village Nursing and Rehab Center in Maryville. And, and then uh, when the weather really was bad, uh, many, many of you braved that Sunday afternoon a couple of weeks ago and went out to the nursing home and, and you, sang, you sang carols uh, to the residents there and handed out the, the gifts. Um, and let me just say, um, as someone who has um, been in uh, retirement villages, rehab centers like that uh, quite a bit, you brought light to them. Oftentimes over the holidays, uh, residents there will, will feel forgotten or, or neglected. And just you singing, you brought light to them. And the advent calendars that you used, uh, you picked up and you bought snacks uh, to load up kids' backpacks who, when they go home over the weekend, they, they tend to be more hungry uh, because there just isn't food at home. And, and we load up those backpacks and and. Uh, and wow, can I just say, you went, you went over the top. You came through. Each, each week, we, we have this collection area, which isn't much. It's kind of a stairwell. Uh, and it's right between here and the children's wing. And each week, that just kind of, the mound just kept getting bigger and bigger. And I had to take a picture. I had to step back further and further. Uh, but, but you can be a miracle in someone's life simply by buying extra groceries. And you did that. And then, of course, just a couple of days ago, uh, people from uh, many different churches in our area got together uh, right here in this place uh, and delivered food and gifts to area families through Ministries Unlimited Food Pantry. Uh, it was, it was a, really a, a joy to see so many of you here for that day. There were so many of us that it only took one set of deliveries. Uh, it, it all got done right away. And there were uh, 148 families who were blessed through that, uh, 277 adults, 249 kids. And, and if, if by chance uh, you're here today and you were a recipient of one of those boxes of food or, or bags of gifts, I hope you know, please know that that was simply the church trying to be the hands and feet of Jesus in a practical way. And speaking of being Jesus in a practical way, there aren't many things that speak louder than paying off medical debts of those who can't pay it for themselves. And just like Jesus has paid our sin debt 
Your offerings this month are helping to pay off the medical debt for people throughout Madison County. 15% of the income coming into the church this month will go all out to paying off millions of dollars of outstanding medical debt. And so far, as of just uh, after Sunday, uh, so far, uh, your offerings and, and the, that portion will pay off over $2 million worth of medical debt. And, and we still have the rest of December to account for. So can I just say, keep it up. Keep being generous. It is making a difference through our church and in everyday people's lives throughout our area. And, and folks, these are, these are just the examples from the last couple months of how the light of Christ drives out the darkness of our world. And it happens. It happens through you and me. We're the hands and feet of Jesus. And I know sometimes just hearing that, that can, gosh, that can be a little overwhelming, especially if you came in here today and, and you're like, man, I still have presents to wrap. I, I have all these million responsibilities coming my way and I don't know how I'm gonna get it all done. I can't, can't keep it all straight. And, and you're feeling like you're failing at your own life, let alone be in the hands and feet of Jesus. And I get it. It can be paralyzing at times overwhelming at times, but tonight, just let's take that off. I want you to, to take comfort. You see, we're not fighting the darkness alone. Gosh, if we were, the darkness would have won a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, no. It's Jesus. It's Jesus through the church who is pushing back the darkness. Yeah, the darkness, it's still there. You know it. You don't need me to tell you. You see it. You live it every day. It's still there. But the darkness cannot extinguish his light. And make no mistake about it, there will come a day when there will be no more darkness you see, Jesus came first as a weak and, and, and humble baby born in a manger. He will come again one day in power and in glory to set everything right. Nobody knows exactly when. Jesus himself didn't even know when. But he will come again. And, and you need to understand the reason why he's waiting. This is what the scriptures say about why he's waiting. It says the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise to return, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to perish. So he is giving more time for everyone to repent. See, the reason the Father hasn't sent Jesus back yet is because of his great mercy. He's giving us more time, time to share his light with others, time to, to, for the world to turn from darkness and sin and turn toward him, receiving his grace through Jesus' death on the cross. I, I tell you what, I am so thankful for God's mercy. I'm so thankful that he was patient enough and waited until July 18th of 1990 when I turned from the darkness in here and turned toward the light of Christ and said yes to a real relationship with him. I'm so thankful that he's waited however long it's taken you to say yes. And I pray, hope and pray for those of you who haven't turned to him that he will wait until you do. And I'm so thankful. 
So thankful for that mercy. The miracle of Christmas is that Jesus, the light of the world, entered into our mess, into our darkness. He came to be with us, to love you and to shine his light into your life in the midst of your mess, and then to shine his light through your life. Even sometimes in the middle of the chaos, in the middle of the mess, until one day when he comes again in final victory and, and, and in those new heavens and new earth, the Bible says that, get this, you're gonna love this. There will be no more darkness. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun for the Lord God will be their light. Friends, that'll be the day. But until then, receive the miracle of God's presence with you now. Celebrate it. Sing for joy because of it. It's all possible because Jesus came to earth as the fulfillment of God's relentless pursuit of you. So receive the light that he offers now. His light that can transform your life. And then, oh, please, please go and shine it to others. Let's pray together as the ushers come forward. Lord, would you quiet our hearts in this moment as we wrap our minds around the miracle of your coming to earth so long ago. Help us grasp even just, just a portion of the magnitude of that miracle, Lord. As we sing the songs and exchange the gifts and gaze upon the scene of the nativity, help us see the miracle of your great love for us and for this world. God, I pray that everyone here tonight would experience in their own hearts the power of your light pushing back the darkness. And then that we together with the church universal would experience, experience the power of you pushing back that darkness in the world through us. And Lord, we pray that these humble offerings would be part, part of that effort, shining your light into the darkness. For you, the word became flesh and made his home among us. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not extinguish the light. All praise to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And all of God's people agreed and said, amen.